It's time for the Retire ASAP podcast. Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Welcome to the Retire ASAP show, where our goal is to help you get free from work as soon as possible. My name is Taylor Fike, and with me, I have my co-host, Mr. Brad Fike. Wow. It's, when you say it like that, you should have some letters after your name, like CFP or GXY or... CCO. CC, Chief Compliance Officer. There you go. Oh well, I, that is true. And speaking of which, just for compliance purposes, since you're here, CCO, we'll just drop our quick disclaimer that on this podcast, all we do is talk about educational information. We're not giving any actual advice because financial advice should be given to people that we know and we know their context and situation. And since you're a listener and we have no idea who you are, you shouldn't take advice from this podcast. What you should take from this podcast is information to your advisor, whether that's your financial advisor, legal advisor, tax advisor, take this information to them and ask them that question. But Anyway, now that the CCO is monitored, that what'd you think? Well, I think that was a, a good disclaimer. And also, you know, they could bring it to Mr. Brad Fike. I'd that, be glad to help them. That's true. We we are taking on new clients here at Fike Advisors. So if you're coming through this podcast for the first time, or I think we're on episode 20-something, uh, almost almost 30. I think we're around the corner Man, of 30 here pretty old. soon. Yeah, <laughs> Our podcast is getting almost a whole year old. It's amazing. But uh, if you're coming in for the first episode or one of many episodes, we're, we'd be happy to sit down and talk to you. We do free consultations and all that jazz. But now all of a sudden we're talking about our own business and not what we actually want to talk about today. For our listeners, uh, we decided we're going to do a new series. It's going to be a three-episode series. It's all going to be based on homeownership. So today we're going to talk about the big question that we hear all the time as people are heading into retirement, and that is, do I pay off my mortgage before I retire or shortly after I retire so I can save some money on my monthly expenses? And wow, that's a loaded question if I've ever heard one, because I think the more we've had this conversation with our clients, the more we realize that it's far more complicated than just a yes or a no answer. There's so many different variables that play into it. And so today, as we talk through this, I want to talk about some of the good things and the bad things and give you some examples of some ideas here as we as we head into retirement, what it would look like for you potentially to pay off your mortgage or not pay off your mortgage and which one makes the most sense. Now, again, we probably won't come to an exact yes or no answer for you, but this is going to give you some information to take to your advisor or whoever you work with to kind of take in there and talk about and chew on and try to figure out what makes the most sense. So I I'll toss this up to you, Brad. What do you think are the pros of paying off your mortgage before you retire? Say someone's coming in the door, they're 55, getting ready, they want to retire at 60 because they're tired of working, but they have this mortgage over their head and they're thinking, man, if I could get rid of this extra thousand, fifteen hundred or five, whatever you guys pay for your mortgage, if I can get rid of this extra thousand dollar a month expense, what are some of the good things involved with that? Well, it's uh, definitely an emotional high once you pay it off, right? I mean, a lot of the clients that, that we have worked with that come in here are ready to retire and still have some mortgage balance and probably been paying on it for 10, 15, 25, 30 years even. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's uh, exuberance if I can get rid of this thing. And sometimes that jades good judgment, right? It's well, a, it's a I, behavioral thing in a way. I can tell you right now, my wife and I are going through the home buying process. And if I could think and sleep at night knowing that I didn't have this expense coming out of my wallet... I'll tell you, I'll sleep a lot better. 
I would feel a lot more secure. Now, whether or not that's a good thing or not, I'm not sure, but you're right. There is a lot of joy involved with that. I think it's also just this milestone. I don't know if you've ever talked to anybody like this as a listener, but when someone pays off their mortgage, they have some pep in their step. Their chest is puffed out a little bit. You know, that's an exciting moment and it's something to be proud of. I mean, for a lot of us, it's a hundred thousand plus dollar decision that you made to buy that home of yours. And that takes a long time to be able to pay that back. And so once you finally do, you're going, man, I've accomplished a pretty big goal, an amazing feat, uh, to say the least. And so, yeah, exuberance is one of the things. What are some of the other stuff that's that's good about paying off your mortgage before you hit retirement? Well, it it also creates, uh, I think you already mentioned, it, a less stressful event going forward because now I don't feel like I have this burden on my back as I quit my job kind right. of thing. You know, so now I got assets to live off of and I'm retiring. So I'm no longer going to be drawing income, not every case, but in some cases. And if I have this loaded mortgage, 50,000, 80,000, 100,000, I don't care what it is, it's still a monkey on your back. So I think that's the other downfall, I think, of, of carrying forward. And so what people are looking for is I want that freedom. Yeah. And as, as the advisor who builds retirement plans on some of this stuff like this, I can tell you right now, when you run a retirement plan and you have expenses that are, let's say, $1,000 less a month, if that's the case, that retirement plan is a lot easier to fund than one that has an extra $1,000 a month. Now, that's always a give and take, though. And so while there's always good things that come with that, and everyone usually can think of all the positive things that come with paying off your mortgage, there are some downsides. And I want to talk about this with you, Brad, because I think sometimes we just need that reality check on this to see, is this really that good of an idea? Because Let's say we do get rid of that $1,000 a month cost to us on a monthly expense. But at the same time, we had to pay, let's say, $50,000, $60,000 out of our investments, out of our retirement funds or money that we could have used for retirement. If we pay that out of pocket, that's less money that we have growing and less money that we have to be able to use for the future when it comes to designing an income plan. So yes, an income plan, when we do retirement planning, that looks really good when you have $1,000 less that has to come out, but it doesn't look all that much better when you have fifty or 60000 less in your portfolio to retire with. So there's definitely some give and take. And I don't know, maybe you have some ideas of what some of the downside of paying off your mortgage before retirement can look like too. Well, I think you pretty much hit everything on the head there in a way, but so downside, and again, let's go back to like we say in every discussion here is everything is unique. Every individual situation is different. So you can't say to one person that you shouldn't pay your mortgage off and the other one, you shouldn't pay your mortgage off and the other one, you shouldn't pay your mortgage off. In other words, there is no cookie cutter model of that. So each one has to be a little bit different. But I think uh, some of the downside of what I have seen, and maybe I should go back a step here, because it seems to me that I have had more discussions with individuals at any stage in their life that they just can't wait to get rid of that mortgage. It's like this major monkey on the back. It's like this major thing. And like you said, it is a milestone. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But we have to talk people out of paying those mortgages off a lot. Because it doesn't make sense for them. Now, I'm not saying that's everybody. And if it is like this major uh, goal for you personally, you know, personality-wise, you go, I just got to do it. I got to get rid of it. 
then you got to get rid of it. You know, it's a monkey on your back that you'll never be happy with. Well, that's a Dave Ramsey thing, I think. And I know a lot of our listeners have gone through his Financial Peace University or read one of his books, whatever it is. But a lot a lot of what he pushes, and it's mostly because he's a little bit on the extreme side of personal finance, but he says you need to get rid of your mortgage as soon as possible. You know, a 15-year mortgage is the only mortgage to get. Why would you waste, you know, another 15 years on a 30-year mortgage? You should be able to afford your mortgage at 15. And there's just... he. There's that kind of mentality, I think, around borrowing money and, and getting a loan. For some people, it's like, man, I just don't like that someone's taking money out of my pocket and I have to pay interest on that. But I think one of the things that you're trying to get to on, on this, Brad, is that we're talking about interest difference, right? And I don't yeah, know, we absolutely. don't want to go into too many details of exact numbers, but just let's go hypothetical numbers. If your portfolio, your retirement portfolio averages four or even 5%, let's say. Let's say your retirement portfolio averages a 5% return over a 10-year period. Well, if you have a mortgage for a 10-year period and that interest rate is at 3.5%, which right now interest rates, and this is May 12th, interest rates are at like 3.1% is what they're at for, for mortgages. So if you you have a 3.5% interest rate on your mortgage, you're gaining a whole 1.5% on money being in a portfolio. So logically, if you're looking for the most bang for your buck with your money, you're going to get more out of having it invested in a retirement portfolio than you are going to have it in a mortgage. But again, those are average numbers. Now, a portfolio has the ups and the downs of the market. So there are going to be time periods where you're going to wish that you paid off your mortgage because your retirement portfolio went down. And there's going to be years where you go, this was the best decision ever not to pay off my mortgage because your retirement portfolio skyrockets. You never really know what you're getting into at that point. But you got to be thinking on a logical stance of saying, yeah, while it will feel nice to have this little bit less expense, Sometimes it's just not all that practical when it comes to the logic side of the numbers. Agreed. And, you know, for Dave Ramsey's uh, sake, I, he has a lot of great ideas, but it's not specific to you. Once again, mm -hmm. it's not specific to you. So you, in general, yeah, it sounds really great in theory, and it's a nice, peaceful way not to have a mortgage. But in reality, when you look at the difference in the interest rates, Sometimes, like you said, financially, you add it all up after a 10 or 15 year period and go, I should have used other people's money and put that in my investment account, let that money there to grow because I would have made more on it than when I actually paid to use somebody else's money. So yeah, I think that's a huge con. I think it's a, a huge thing that people have in their mind that paying off the mortgage and I'll tell you what they don't like. They don't like the monthly payment. They I, do I not, hate monthly payments. Everybody does. <laughs> they buy a car. Once the, once the excitement of owning that car, after what, three or four months, they say it drops way off. You got this payment forever, you know, or five years or four years or whatever you did. But, you know, then you're like, oh, crap, I got to pay that again this month. Right. So, but, but to go back to people with mortgages, that's what they're trying to really get rid of. It, deep down inside. So sometimes we don't think logically. We start thinking that, oh, yeah, oh I just want to get rid of this thing. Are oh, you, hey, have you thought this through? We've never talked about this before. Oh, wait. Yes, we have. Are you trying to say that we're emotional thinkers and decision makers and not logical decision makers? No. This, is, this, this human race is just mysterious in so many ways. It's almost like unpredictable or maybe super predictable. I'm not sure. Yeah. But you're right. It's this feeling on this mortgage payment where it's just like this long-term disciplined monthly payment for, let's say, for most people, 30 years. 
it doesn't feel great. It's actually one of the most obnoxious feelings ever because for most people, it's 25% of your income. Some people even more. They say that the suggested amount that you should have for your mortgage payment is somewhere around 25 to 30% of what your normal income is. That's a lot of money. I mean, $1,000 a month is a lot of money. And here's the other thing that I find, because this is how a lot of people will justify this. People will come into our office all the time and say, I'm going to pay off my mortgage. I got this money in my account. I'm going to pay off my mortgage. And I go, well, that's going to mess up your retirement plan if you do that. Say you're going to drop this 50000 out of your account and to pay off your mortgage, that's going to cause some issues in your retirement plan. And this is the response almost every time. Yeah, but then I won't have this $1,000 a month. I'll just turn around and put that back into my retirement plan and put it back in there. And I go, that's great if that's true. Because nine Correct. times out of 10, what we'll see, and maybe you've tried to justify this for yourself, but nine times out of 10, what we'll see is all of a sudden, this $1,000 isn't going out of the account. And it's in your checking account now. And you're looking at it, you go, wow, we got extra money this month. And somehow it slips your mind that it's very important to put that back in your retirement fund. And somehow you go on this trip in three months that you saved up for. Or you buy this toy that you've been waiting to buy. Landscaping. You, do the la- you, you remodel the kitchen. There's just all these things that you've been waiting on. And now that you have this disposable income, which you already had thought through the process that you shouldn't have that, you should be investing it, but you have this disposable income at your hands, it never quite makes it back to the retirement account. And here we are again, you could have to work three, five, six more years because you made the decision to pay off your mortgage and not get that money invested in a portfolio to design the income. That can be dangerous. That's the kind of stuff that we run into. It takes extreme discipline. And I'll say that again, it takes extreme discipline to be able to pay off your mortgage, but still keep your investment funds uh, funded with that extra money that you get back from not having to pay a mortgage. That's tough to do. It's a behavioral issue. And, uh, you know, we've talked about that in past podcasts that our job is to kind of help control some behavior. Uh, We can't control it, but we can advise to it. And uh, so it is a big issue. But um, I think it has to be talked through. And I encourage everybody to not necessarily make that your number one goal without having a conversation with a professional who can give you an outside uh, opinion that isn't caught up in the emotional side of it. We talk a lot about anxiety around retirement on this podcast. A ton about it. There's so much anxiety out there. Over half of Americans wonder if they're ever going to be able to retire. I'm going to ask you three questions, and you don't have to answer them to me out loud because you're listening to a recording, but I'm going to ask you three questions. Do you have enough to retire? When is it that you're going to retire? And how exactly are you going to go about doing it? If you don't have an answer to all three of those questions, you probably have some sort of anxiety or you've just given up hope completely on any sort of retirement. Here's what I want to do. I want to offer you an opportunity to get away from all that, to get those questions answered. And that is our free Retire ASAP Toolkit. Sorry, I said free. We even mail it to you. We ship it to you for free. You don't pay a dollar. It gets to your house. This kit has all kinds of stuff in it. It has a book. It talks about how to overcome hurdles on your way to retirement. We have a checklist, the things that you may need to check the box on to make sure that you have everything organized for your retirement. We also have an audio CD in there that gives you some interesting strategies and ways to look at retirement for you. If you're interested in this Retire ASAP Toolkit, all you got to do is click below. There's going to be a link if you're on desktop listening to this. If you're not on your desktop listening to this, you can go to fikeadvisors.com. 
and there will be a link on our website for you to sign up for your free toolkit. All you have to do is put in your name, your email address, and your actual address so we can mail this thing to you completely free of charge. That is our Retire ASAP Toolkit. You can get it at bikeadvisors.com or if you're on desktop, you can click the link below. Well, you were telling me a story about a, a couple that would, you know, that paid off their mortgage that they inherited some money. I don't, maybe you want to tell that story to everybody. Yeah. So I got a couple that are uh, in their uh, low 60s, 61. She's 61, he's 62. And uh, we've been meeting for the last three years. He doesn't really like his job, he wants to retire. And he's got a fair amount in his 401k and they've saved a fair amount of money. But what they require to live on is not enough to uh, what they have in assets uh, is not enough to live on at this point in time. And they wanted to pay their house off. They owe, I think it's like 75,000. Let's just use 75. It's between 70 and 80,000. And so he wanted to pay the mortgage off and then retire. And I said, well, you can't do that. You don't even have enough today to retire to, to get the income that you need. But he said, well, if I pay the mortgage off, I won't need that much income. Well, we ran the numbers both ways. And I said, any way you look at it, you're two, three, maybe four years away from full retirement enjoying your life. And if you hammer on that mortgage, which we had designed, I showed him a, a payoff way to pay extra on it so that by the time he was 66, so it would have been four years, he's 62, he would have had the mortgage paid off. He could have taken full Social Security, and he had enough money by then, uh, would have grown if he keeps packing in his 401k to make a retirement, right? Right. So just recently, uh, I got a phone call from him, and he says, look, I got to retire, man. I can't take it. Business is not good, and he, he was, the business he's in wasn't doing very well. Then, uh, well, it wasn't too long after that. A few days later, he called and said, hey, we got a real surprise a family member left us some money. And uh, so he says, I want to retire if this is going to work out. So we ran the numbers and lo and behold, he can pay off his mortgage. There was enough money from that inheritance to pay his mortgage off, give him a little beef up in his retirement money, and he'll be able to draw the money. He's going to retire right away. And so that's a perfect situation where you go, okay, in this conversation, yeah, there's some un unaccounted for funds that make sense to pay off your mortgage with. It's not going to blow up your retirement plan because you're taking it from a place that we're already counting on taking money from. It comes from an outside source. That makes a lot of sense. Now, there are other things that go the opposite direction, and we probably have more stories about that. But the, the reality is that makes sense. In that case, for that person, it makes sense for them to pay off their mortgage before they retire. In other cases, we see far too many times that people make the emotional decision, get themselves caught up, and they could end up running out of money before they're off of this earth. And who wants to go back to work in their late 70s and early 80s? No one wants to do that. Right. And in this case, also, you got to remember, he hated his job. He inherited enough money to cover the mortgage to pay it off and put a little bit extra into their coffers to draw income off of. And it was going to work out perfectly. It doesn't always work out that way. But there's a positive note where I said, you need to pay your mortgage off and go ahead and retire and call today. And I won't say what he said, but uh, it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was it was pretty good. I, I, you yeah. did share that with me. It yeah, was, so we'll, that's left for another day. We'll leave that for another day. You're right. But that's the kind of thing we're talking about here. It takes a process of thinking through this and looking at it from a logical standpoint. And I know that our listeners that listen to this podcast, you guys, you're too smart. You're way too smart to fall for the idea that you don't think on an emotional level. We all know that we think this way with our emotions, not so much with our logic. 
And so that's why you know, listener, that you need to go to somebody who's objective, someone who's outside of your scope of emotions, and ask them these types of questions. Because sometimes it makes sense, sometimes it doesn't, but you'll never know unless you have somebody who's really looking at the numbers, digging deep down into this stuff to figure this out. And I don't know about you, Brad, and we're going to talk about this in our next episode, but there are some advisors out there even who they're encouraging people to either refinance their mortgage or reverse mortgage and do all kinds of different things. And again, we're going to talk about this in two weeks here, but that's something where we're finding that even some of the advisors out there aren't objective. And so you personally, if you're going to have these conversations with an advisor, you need to talk to a fiduciary. A fiduciary has the legal responsibility to give the best advice to you for your situation. They have to leave their biases out of it. And that's a, you know, most registered investment advisors, fiduciaries. You need to have conversations with a fee-based fiduciary. It's the only way to make sure that you're getting unbiased advice. If you're having a conversation, and I don't mean to bash on this, with some sort of insurance salesman or an annuity product salesman, they don't have that legal requirement. And you have to be careful with the advice you're given. Sometimes in these types of situations, they may be giving you advice that benefits them a little bit more than it benefits you. And so you got to be careful with that. So again, we talked about this at the top of the episode. Here to wrap things up, I just want to let you know we are taking on new clients at Fike Advisors. We have a free consultation with you. We do it over the phone. Uh, especially right now with all this COVID stuff, we're trying to do everything virtually. We can even do a video Zoom call with you. But we have a free consultation, 20 to 30 minutes. You tell us what your situation is. We'll tell you if we can help you. If we can help you, we'll start taking some steps and doing some retirement planning and we'll talk about what fees look like at that point. But if we can't help you, we listen to what you got going on. We say, nah, this is outside of our scope. We'll find you someone who can help you. A good person that has good credibility that's gonna take care of you. At the very least, you owe it to yourself to do this, to have this conversation. Whether it's with us or another fiduciary, you owe it to yourself to have this conversation because you deserve the retirement you've worked so hard for. All that money you've saved up in your account, and Brad, you can talk about this for as long as the day is, because I've heard you say this to clients, you've worked way too hard to just walk blindly into retirement and see if you can figure it out on your own. You need a professional to help you along with this. So that's what we're here for. That's what other advisors are here for you for. If you want to connect with Brad or I, you can shoot us an email. Our email address is his is brad at fikeadvisors.com. Mine is taylor at fikeadvisors.com. The easiest way to schedule your free appointment, your free consultation, just go to our website, fikeadvisors.com, and you can go to the top right. There's a schedule now button. You click that, it goes directly to our calendar. You click on there. We'll set something up with you. We just need your phone number. Real easy, real simple. No pressure whatsoever. It's just a matter of having that conversation that we think you deserve. So final remarks. What do you want to wrap things up with, Brad? Well, I think the bottom line is uh, here, our point is do not have a mindset that you have to pay your mortgage off. I'm not saying you don't want to pay your mortgage off. I'm just saying do not have the mindset that I absolutely have to pay it off. It's a big pressure to yourself. And second of all, it may not be necessary to go th- put yourself through that. Right. Oh, that's Those are good, wise words from the man of wisdom himself. Mr. All-Wise Man. Oh, boy. Well, we won't go there today. Not today. No it's, yoga today? It's a little cold out. Uh, Muscles I, are probably pretty tight. Still off yoga. I haven't heard DeWine say I can do yoga yet. Not even in my own backyard. Yeah, well. Squirrels are happy. They're back in the feeders, and they're you're doing well without me out doing my yoga. Thank God for the the yoga ban on Brad Fike. You know this is this is why we vote our public servants into office for for bans that help the entire community like that. 
Yeah, well, the only yoga I'm doing now is financial yoga. I'm just going to ignore that you said that a little bit. Financial here. yoga. No? So just remember, financial yoga is in the, in the sights, and uh, physical yoga is a little difficult. So uh, I would suggest you put that off and consider focusing on financial yoga. Oh, yeah. And you can get your financial yoga done if you schedule a, your appointment with us on our website. So anyway, we'll talk to you guys here in a couple of weeks. Thanks for joining us. Hope you guys are staying safe and healthy. We'll talk to you soon. Investment advisory services provided by Fike Advisors, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult a professional before taking any action. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed.